You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Maybe I'm crazy, but Aaron Rodgers is new Jon Snow. Aaron Rodgers is new Kenny from South Park. Ooh, yeah. ooh, 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 pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not. Welcome to Maybe I'm Crazy Podcast. I'm Joy Taylor, that's Brandon Newman. Hola. Um, big, big show today. We have yes. Nate Boyer on, mm-hmm. um, Army veteran, Green Beret, yes. uh, certified tough guy. Yes, we, uh, we also, I miss, I actually accidentally said Marine last episode, talking about him. Uh, just want to clarify. I didn't want to clarify to him because oh, oh, you chose not to tell. Yeah. I'm just he doesn't need to know. Our audience needs to know. Right. Okay. I apologize. It's important. Get that on wax. Yes. Okay. Um. Yes. But he is army. Yes. Uh. So he joins us today. So obviously we talk a lot about Kaepernick mm-hmm. and um the the Nike ad and all of that. Uh, I've got loser power rankings. Would it acquitted Aaron Rodgers? Uh. Possibly the greatest at going back into the locker room in the most dramatic fashion and then coming back out and being awesome. Yes. Um, but we want to start on a so- somewhat, uh, you know, just a solemn note. It is mm-hmm. 9-11. Yes. Um, so we want to uh, point that out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a it's a very important day for our country. Yep. And we always remember everyone that lost their lives. And, um, you know, we're all kind of, uh, you know, just like a little solemn and emotional today. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know. Just want to uh, just extend a, a little hug, a little hug through the yeah. through the screen or the phone or however you're listening to us. Because yeah. um, we're all, you know, we're all just Americans. We're all just one big human family, mm-hmm. uh, which we tend to forget these days. Um, which is kind of personal that we have Nate Boyer on today. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's start with Nate. All right, Nate Boyer is joining us. Yes. I gotta tell you, it's an honor. Um, I'm very happy to have you on. I, I requested you, and I was like, "Ah, eh, that's probably a long shot." But I'm very happy that you're here yes. on the Maybe Crazy Podcast. Shot, so it's perfect. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, very awesome. good. Oh, yes. Very nice. Yes. Um, Thank you very you much. Are, yeah, you are way tougher than us. Uh, you are yes. a, a Green Beret mm-hmm. in the Army. My grandfather was in the Army for 30 years. Uh, my cousin still serves in the Army. My uncle served in the Army. My sister's uh, active duty Air Force. Mm. Brandon has a long uh, military background as well. His father yeah. was Marine. Yeah, we, we were both USA members. Yes, so. oh, For life. Yes. yes, for life. USA. <laughs> yes, USA for life. Um, yes. yes. Can you, do you know I'm with that? Allstate, Joe. Oh, yeah. what are you doing? Is that good? I got Should a better switch? deal. I got a better <laughs> I got deal. A better that's all. I mean, we're not going to bet it. I'm jumping. It's shit. funny that you said that because I did. I I will admit I once looked into other ones, mm. and then I was like, you know what? Their commercials. They just. They seem like it's just like there's no. There's no better. There's no better it's insurance. Just, just the stars I'm not knocking and... off. Uh, yeah. yeah so I just. I, <laughs> They've I, been very good to me. Um, they bundle. I got a bundle deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Go with it's it. all about the bundle, yeah, unless it's cable, bundle. because that's a lot. And you don't yeah. need the hard line. Phone. You don't need the phone. Don't, I mean, Everybody who always has a phone anymore. I want one because I want to hear the ring and I want to ignore it. No, I don't. I don't ever want to hear a ring ever. When my phone my phone goes off now, I'm terrified. Like, oh my god! It happened on the show happened? the other day, actually. What? Yes. Did it get? Did it hit the audio? It did. What? It did, and what I did boy? not. I did not get shamed for it. I. I. It was actually during her line too. It <laughs> Here's was what happened. Segment so I know because I put I put uh, my my boyfriend Earl. I put his text messages on. There's like some setting where even if I have my phone on silent, right. his will still come through. Yes. But it's on Do Not Disturb. Well, I forgot right. that like. 
you know, I didn't actually put it in Do Not Disturb, mm-hmm. so it, it did the little ding, and then I had a small heart attack. But it was all fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. And, uh, it makes and life fun. Survived. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very it's a lot of anxiety on live television. We're talking um, to him about small heart attacks. Like, yeah. Like yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, no. So before <laughs> basically we the same as getting shot at. It's no, the same no, no, thing. no, 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 no jokes. I'm teasing. Not at all. Not at all. I have high anxiety, so I could never be in a situation like that whatsoever. It would, right. I'd be the wrong person to put there. But you were talking about right before we started uh, recording that very casually you mentioned that you climb Kilimanjaro every year, like yes. as if like, but you know, that's no big deal. Yes. Once a year, well, I, get I don't Pilates, want it to, it's, it's a, it's a, it's, it's for, it's a clean water project. Okay. So that's, that's why, you know, you gotta, that's yeah. there, but it's not the most important thing because right. we, we do it for, uh, for clean water in East Africa. So it's actually, uh, the organization is called Water Boys. It was started by Chris Long. Oh, and uh, yeah, so you so, climb it with him. Yeah, I climb it with Chris. Uh, we bring other NFL players every year. Last year we had Stephen Jackson and Vince Young. The year before we had Connor Barwin. We've had a bunch of other players, but we also bring uh, wounded veterans. So we've had you know single leg amputees that have climbed with us. Kirstie Ennis probably being the most prominent because she was a, a she is an above the knee amputee, mm-hmm. and she was the first above the knee uh, female amputee to summit Kilimanjaro. You know she's she's trying to do Denali and Everest and all these wow. other things, but it's all. The reason we do it is because that's a really interesting story, and, and people are like, wow, what's going on? Why are they doing that? And then they find out about the why, which is clean water. And you know, so far, um, over you know, a million dollars have been raised for, for water wells out there. Uh, every awesome. year we go in, we get to, to be a part of the dedication ceremonies. And, oh, that's great. And we go, it's with the, you know, the Maasai people, which is just this beautiful culture. And, and they're so grateful for just clean water. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's all they want. It's all they need. And, and it's really cool. It's really special. Let me tell you, today's day, today's meditation was about gratitude. Yes, yes. So there you go. It's all, yeah, it's all, it's all yes, good in the universe. Perspective is important. Yes. yes. So, you, are you still a 49ers fan? I'm still a 49ers fan. So, okay. you didn't have a good start this this week. Uh, yeah. We, we said we didn't? No, not so much. You know what? I, a grain of salt, because the Vikings are a really good team. We're on Great the road. Team. We lost Jarek McKin- uh, McKinnon mm-hmm. and now maybe Marquise, who I played with in college, who's mm-hmm. an awesome human oh, yeah. human being yeah. and also a great football player. So with all that being said, we were still in the game. We lost by eight. Jimmy didn't play very well. You guys were in a lot of you games know. last year, if you remember. What's that? You were in a lot of games last year. We were in a lot of games. Yeah, and we was... won the last five, but, I mean, yeah, a couple yeah, of those of were throwaways. You know, right, teams right, were, right. were pumping the Well, Jimmy the had to lose a game eventually. He did yeah, have to right. lose one of them. Eventually, yeah. just, you know. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> losing his first game is like Sam Darnold throwing an interception pick six on, on his, his first, first pass. Throw. You know yes. what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. it's synonymous, It's right? going to happen. There are things that are going to happen. <laughs> it's going to um, happen. So. Maybe just, you know, be, be uh, cognizant of your off-season choices. Right. Oh. You know? oh. Right. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> we were waiting for now, this. We, I, yes, I, you I, are the first person. Yes. You're the first person because I thought of this. Uh, it's possible. I think I know what you're alluding to. Oh, we talking no. about the date. Um, we, we talking about the date. Let's just get it out there. We yeah, talking, talking about the date. We talking about the date. Okay. And, you know, All right. Yeah. So talking we were not. I was not. Yeah. Incredibly judgmental of Jimmy. I'm G not for being judgmental. Day. I'm just saying no. be cognizant of your choices. But yes. okay, because yeah. this is what I said was going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's I'm fine with whatever you do. Without two consenting adults, do with their time, even if it is the most visible restaurant in all of Hollywood. <laughs> Um, where you can li- paparazzi literally don't even have to wait for you to come out because they yes. can shoot you from the street. Yes. Um, Other restaurants should have been chosen. Right. <laughs> you know, or maybe Possibly. just Postmates. The right. everyone does it. Netflix, okay. Netflix, and Netflix and chill is an option. Netflix and chill. That's a choice you can make. Yes. You know, maybe yeah. you have these options available to you. Hulu. Um, so you know, there's options. But the point is, if you're gonna do that, mm-hmm. you, you better all you better be pretty consistently good because that's what's gonna come up. So you are the first one, Nate, to bring up the date. 
corresponding from Niners with fans. the Niners fans are, yes. are, are and you're allowed to because you paying you attention are a Niners fan. Yes, yeah. exactly. So hey, you know, it's to each his own. <laughs> and and, and I, you know, and I still have I have a lot of belief. I still think it's it's a, I know it's a really good team, and, mm-hmm. and he's a great player, and I'm looking forward to the future. It's just I don't know. It's it's. Uh, it's something to be noted. That's yes. all. Yeah. We'll just yeah. leave it there. Um, so another, a former uh, 49ers quarterback was all over the news last week. Um, maybe you saw it. The uh, Nike ad. Mm-hmm. No, I no, it was oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it was just a small, What's small Nike? ad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. um, it's not on a mountain all last week. <laughs> right, so. and everyone freaked out, and then the crash went. You know, the stock went down a little bit, and mm-hmm. then you know, inevitably went back up because it's a billion dollar company that's all over the world. So, what was your reaction when you saw? Well, I'll say first, I mean, the, maybe the stock went down and all that, but if you look at just the just on social media alone, the amount of like shares and likes for that ad, I mean, mm-hmm. five times what they got from anything else, mm-hmm. probably in I don't even know years, maybe maybe not years, but a long time. Sure. Um, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, I think much like um, maybe a lot of the the, the owners' uh, fear of, of of signing Colin. Uh, I think more than anything, that being a, a business decision and worrying about the bottom line, I think this was, you know, a business decision. And I think it's potentially a very profitable one. Uh, there's a lot of people that obviously um, support that message. And, and you know, the, the commercial itself is not, if you watch it and listen to it, it's not about politics at all, right. really. You know what yeah. I mean? No. Yeah. And, and it's not even about, yeah, it has nothing to do with, with what the, the controversy, I guess, has been over the last couple of years obviously the reason he's the face of the campaign it has to do with that but uh, it doesn't really seem to push that narrative to me anyway um, I think the only thing from a veteran's perspective and a lot of people in the veteran community that was off-putting is not so much Colin it was the words sacrifice everything right. I think mm-hmm. that was the thing that hung a lot of people up and I get that and I'm yeah. not you know I'm uh, I'm not surprised by that but at the same time, like Nike, this is what they do. Like Nike's, they take, they make bold statements. Right. You know what I mean? Edgy. They take right. chances, edgy. Like yeah, it, yeah just do it. Yeah. It's pretty straightforward. Right. Yeah. And the, I mean, just I don't know, the burning the shoes. It's just like the burning when they burned Cap's jersey after. I mean, it's just silly, and it's a very small percentage of people. I don't think it's representative of well, right. minority. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that's that always happens. Like when someone gets traded or leaves a team or something. Like the the the. Ten people that burn a jersey are the ones that are going to go viral, and right. the millions of others who are just like disappointed and then go about with their day right. are what's actually happening. Right. And, you know, we're media, so we focus on on those little things. I, I, to me, I totally understand what you're saying as far as veterans or you know families of veterans being reacting to that statement of sacrifice everything. And I think like in today's society, it's hard to not overreact to every single word literally that is used in or around these controversial situations Mm -hmm. and it's it's it kind of gets balanced with like put it in perspective to what he's saying like he's not a veteran so sacrificing everything to him is sacrificing his career right you know what i mean like everybody everybody can't be in the military everybody isn't in the military that's why we hold that's why we say thank you for your service Mm -hmm. and hold you to the highest regard whenever you do sacrifice what you know make the ultimate sacrifice obviously so that's sacrificing everything to him so everything has to be put in perspective but we don't live in those times anymore so Mm -hmm. just like you said in your letter we are like completely divided. And so you, you connected with Kaepernick. You wrote an open letter to him. Um, it's available everywhere online if you, if you haven't read Nate's letter. 
And when the controversy started, you were actually the one who advised Kaepernick to kneel instead of sitting, right? Yep. So what was your what was your mentality behind that? Like what 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 led you to that suggestion? I mean, so I, this I'll just take you through the the week real quick. That was a that week. So you know, I this was a I think the second or third time he had been sitting, but the first the first time it had garnered a lot of national attention because right. he was finally asked about why, mm-hmm. and then he said, you know, I'm not gonna uh, I'm I'm gonna get this a little bit wrong, but basically he said. I'm not going to stand for a flag of a country that oppresses black people and people of color. I believe it was something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so, of course, boom, we're in the middle of the election cycle. It's like Mm -hmm. Trump versus Hillary. You know, we're already very divided. And uh, it just was like fuel to the fire for a lot of people uh, on both sides of the issue. And, you know, that was in Green Bay. And the next week they're playing... Um, the Chargers in San Diego, mm-hmm. or I don't know if that was in Green Bay. I shouldn't say that. That was against the Packers. I, right. I can't remember if it was San Francisco, San Francisco or Green Bay. But anyway, playing the Chargers the next week, um, you know, I, I, a couple days after that had happened, I, I wrote that open letter because I just wanted to calm people down and try to give, you know, my perspective on it, uh, but also help people understand that, like, you're only going to understand your experience and your relationship to whether it's the flag or the anthem or patriotism or whatever. That's all you know, a product of what you've lived through. Right. And, 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 and we got to be less judgmental and, and whatever. So I put that out there and Colin actually reached out to me. So the letter kind of took off. Right. Um, I was actually about to go on uh, NFL network and I was in the green room uh, getting ready to do my first interview about this thing. I was pretty nervous because I feel like now, I'm, <laughs> you know, becoming a polarizing figure somewhat. Right, you're part of the story. Yeah, part of the story. And people in the veteran community mm-hmm. are starting to divide over this thing too. And that I'm like, ah, I'm trying to hold everything together as much as I can. And his publicist reached out and said he wanted to meet. So the next day, I went down to San Diego and met met him in the uh, team hotel on game day before the game. And the interesting facts about the game is it was it was just maybe a a week or two before today, which is September 11th. Um, this was, you know, the 15 year anniversary of, of, of 9-11. So that was the last Chargers home game before 9-11. So it was Military Appreciation Day. Mm-hmm. They had a flyover. They had uh, Navy SEALs, damn Navy SEALs, uh, jumping into the stadium, <laughs> <laughs> jumping into the stadium, like this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so when we met, you know, I, I, we kind of talked about that stuff. And, you know, but we also, you know, I, more than anything, my mindset going down there was just like, listen, just listen to them. You know, don't be judgmental. Don't try to tell them what to do. You don't, because I don't know any better than anybody else. Right. And I didn't really have, honestly, I didn't have kneeling in my mind at all going down there. I didn't even think that would, that anything would, would change. Um, it wasn't, my goal wasn't to make him stand or to do something else. It was just hear him out, um, have this conversation. You know, he, he had requested meetings. So I, I wanted to hear what, why, you know, what he had to say. And through our meeting, um, which was very, very respectful. And, you know, it was funny. It was like, it was just like two dudes hanging out. It was not this like, <laughs> in my mind, this this momentous shift in right. America. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It was like, if, if it wasn't game day, maybe there would have been a couple beers or something right. like that. Right. It was just one of those things. And uh, and Eric Reed joined us and we just talked about stuff. And, and, and by the end of the conversation, you know, Colin just straight up asked like, because I I'd talked about, I'd showed him some messages from veteran buddies of mine that were, some were upset, some were same place as me, just trying to understand why and like, 
open-minded about it and all these things. And he's like, all right, well, you know, what can I do differently in your mind to, to, to not hurt the people in your community and in the veteran community, I mean, and, uh, and to show, you know, to, to show respect because at the end of the day, I, I'm not going to stand. I've committed to that. And until I see, you know, changes, it's just not going to happen. And, you know, we talked about what those measurable changes looked like. And it was so early on in this whole thing. I don't think, you know, he didn't really know. And, and that's totally fine. It was yeah. just like, I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. This thing's blowing up a lot faster than I thought it would. Right. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, he asked if there was a different way to, 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 to demonstrate. And I said, I mean, if you're not going to stand, I think first of all, the most important thing is to be alongside your teammates because mm-hmm. they're not all going to agree with you. You guys are different. I mean, I've, fight in wars and on football fields people next to me a man on my left and right that we have nothing in common sometimes but that stuff goes away right. when it's game time or mm-hmm. when you're in a firefight or whatever and uh, I said I think that's the most important and uh, he said I, I agree with that I think I, I should do something alongside my teammates and uh, that's when I suggested kneeling I couldn't think of anything else you could do on the sideline a but b you know when, when in our history at least in my mind, has kneeling ever been seen as disrespectful? You know what right. I mean? Like people, you're on a knee when you get knighted back in medieval mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. You propose to your wife on a knee. You pray on a knee. You know, you something personal for me, like in the, in the military, often we pay respects to a fallen brother in arms by taking a knee in front of their their grave, you know, and not even the military thing, just in general. Like that, it's always seen as respectful to me. And, and humility. He, yeah, humility, mm-hmm. yeah. And he agreed, and he thought that was uh, he thought it was actually more powerful than than sitting, and uh, and so there it went. You know, Eric Reed agreed too and said he was going to kneel that night. And I told him if you guys are willing to do that, like I'll stand next to you, you know, and support you. And and so that night, uh, you know, the Niners had me on the field and for the kickoff or for the anthem and pregame and everything, and until the kickoff, and um, I stood next to to him and and Eric while they did that the first time and. You know, the most bizarre part of this whole thing was we had a, there was an African-American sailor in the Navy singing the national anthem and there was people in the crowd booing at the same time because Mm. it wasn't their idea of what you're supposed to, you know. So it was, it was weird. It was a weird situation. I felt nerves through that whole time. There's one of the pictures there. I'm so nervous. I got my hand in my pocket, Mm. which is a no, no when you're standing for the anthem. You know what I mean? I got my hand in my pocket and I took it out. There's another picture of me with it out because I'm halfway through the anthem. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's squared away here. But, uh, yeah, it, it's it's obviously been polarizing ever since. Right. But. So you know Kaepernick pretty well then. You've been a part of this basically since the beginning. Not through your plan, but... I wouldn't say know. I know him pretty well. I wouldn't say I know him pretty well. I mean, we, we stayed in communication for about a year afterwards, but not like super close communication. Right. I mean, I learned a lot about him that day and who he is as a... At least... Um the amount of respect he had for me and, and the way that that situation didn't seem to be manipulated. It wasn't, it wasn't a press opportunity for him. There was no media there. It wasn't anything like that. But Um, you would say, well, I would ask you then, do you feel like you understand the integrity of what he was trying to do or what he is doing? Yes. Okay. So that being said, uh, I mean, you, you are a veteran, you're a Green Beret, like you've, as you said, fought in wars. So nobody's qu- calling into question your patriotism, obviously. So when you see like just the vitriol that's, that's put not only on him, but like really to anyone who's been a part of this and 
a step further to anyone who really supports what they're doing, to openly supports them. And you have, you know, the president calling them sons of bitches and, you know, whatever you think of the president, like I think most rational people would agree that's not presidential talk in general, whatever your, you know, political affiliations lie, which obviously you're sure, <laughs> sure yes. is pretty clear about that. Okay. Um, but pretty, pretty political. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, right. What, seeing that you were at, at, there from the beginning and kind of had a hand in directing how this went, um, again, not through any intention of your own, really, obviously, from that story. What does that make you feel when you when you see and read and hear, like, things that are said about not only Kaepernick, but other guys or people who participate in it? I mean, take take the first of all take the presidential title off of him a any person that has a platform that would say something like that mm. you're going to take offense and you're going to stick up for your for your buddies you know what i mean like if if somebody said that about someone in the military you know what i mean it's like i'm and i know the guy right. you know you and know i've worked, I've worked with the guy yeah i'm right. going to stand up for them you know whether i agree with what they're doing or not like that's not Mm -hmm. We don't do that, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, and you don't, sure. you don't, you don't, you shouldn't take that. And yeah, I mean, that was just, that was a moment. I think he, you know, he was, he was in the moment speaking to uh, his base, and mm -hmm. you know, it was just, it's like he couldn't help himself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like he gets up there and freestyles for whatever. sure. I mean, I, I just, I feel like he's using the one place in America, obviously in the military. Race doesn't matter when you're fighting in, in, in a firefight with your boys and, and your brothers and your sisters in arms and fighting for America. But football, sports, locker rooms is the one place in America where Republicans and Democrats, regardless, you'll die for your for your brother. You'll fight for your brother. And I feel like Trump is he's he, of all things. He is smart in the sense of manipulating people. And I feel like he's using a place where Americans regardless of political affiliation, are coming together and using that place to try to divide, to just gain his constituency. I, I just see that happen, and that's why I feel like this. there's been this war on football in a certain extent just to put people against the thing that is actually unifying us. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And it's uh, it's been a tough one, too, with just the idea of what being patriotic is because mm. now in this day and age, I feel like um, it's almost a bad word sometimes. You know, if you're patriotic mm. or even if you have conservative values, right? it's like that makes you a racist or, or somebody that is not open-minded right. or just, and, you know, we're just, we're putting each other in boxes. Right. And everything's binary. Yeah, everything's binary. That's a good way of putting it. And that's really frustrating. That's really, it's it's frustrating as a, as a, per, uh, a member of the military community, which is, the most uh, diverse microcosm in the country, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I mean, we are all over the map. You know, I mean, we're from everywhere. We believe everything. Right. Men, women, totally different circumstances, situations, upbringings. And we kind of put all that stuff aside and work together for the most part. You know, we don't always like each other. We don't right. definitely don't always agree with each other, but we can move past that. And it's a lesson that I think our country needs right now. Um, but yes, football sports in general, it's one of those unifying things. I mean, what I love about football games, like, and I, I mentioned this, and I wrote something recently about this, and, like, we don't even talk to our neighbors. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. We don't. We go to a game, though. Yeah. I have no idea who you are. Right. You're sitting next to me. Yeah. If, if you're wearing Niner stuff or whatever, right. and we score, 
like we're hugging yeah, or high five. Exactly. We don't care. You know right. what I mean? We just, we don't care. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that's awesome. You know what I mean? And that's amazing. And I don't want to lose, I definitely don't want to lose that through all of this. And, and you know, I, I think I, we haven't. We haven't right, lost no, it, no, and we no. won't. It's yeah. too powerful. Well, yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you are, you were a football player. Like you were a long snapper for the University of Texas, and had a tryout with the Niners, and was with the were with the Seahawks in preseason. So <laughs> it's it's funny that you say it's like a war on football. That is kind of how it feels. And like now, when we talk about the NBA um, being kind of like the anti-football, you know, they're like very social media heavy, mm -hmm. and they're very supportive of their stars. And then you kind of have the NFL, who's at this like, uh, for lack of a, a battle with the players and then you know cap has the collusion case so i think the nfl has a more conservative fan base though i think i've, I've always i've always said that i've always argued wrong, that and i don't think that's going versus to change. the nba I, right I well think it versus the nba but the, the nfl also has a bigger audience so True. you're going to mm -hmm. have more of that just you know talking about microcosms just expanding yeah, like the nfl yeah. yeah not even not even internationally because i think the nba is bigger internationally because they can't right. they don't play football all over the world they do play basketball all over the world right, right. but my bigger point is like the the idea that like owners have the um the mentality of you know you have to do what i say and you have to protest this way and you know, kind of being afraid of what Trump is saying and what maybe their conservative fans are saying. Like, if you were to get in a room with the owners, which the players have done, trying to negotiate, like, what's the policy for proper anthem etiquette? You know, which sounds ridiculous anyway. It's a like, it's question. it's <laughs> right. Um, what would you, what would be your advice uh, for the NFL? Like, you're in a room right now. It's Roger Goodell. It's all the owners. Jerry and Jones it's like, is right yeah, there. Jerry's right there. Robert. Yeah, Kraft. yeah. <laughs> Everyone's there. Everyone's there. Uh, Jerry and Robert are there. Well, the wrinkle think, faces. What's what's your and, and they have to do whatever you say. Oh jeez. Okay, yes. whatever you say. Like no. you're gonna determine power, sir. Yes. Okay, they don't have to do what you say, but like this is your this is your final word to them. Like this yes. is what you should do. This is what I believe mm -hmm. will make not never make everybody happy, but like we'll we'll address the situation appropriately. I think. My first question would be: Is is where are all the players in this meeting? Where are okay, the players? The, in this the players' representatives are they, in the in the. They room. have to be. Well, the, okay. that meeting they had, the last one they had, where they came up with that policy, and then they went back, they backpedaled on it. There was no players in that right. meeting. It was so, insane. So in this hypothetical scenario, there are also players. There are player representatives. <laughs> in, the, in, the room. in this scenario, yeah. the NFL is smart enough to have players as well. I don't want that. Power. The NFLPA <laughs> is is there as well. Um, because look, look, because what I would say is have. This, I mean, this is my suggestion, but I'm yes. more I'm more of a democratic person when it comes to these things. Like you have a vast amount of diversity mm -hmm. in not only the fan base but sponsors and fans. Like players. every players, yes. this is all about America. All right, it's it's America's game, right? Mm -hmm. So you're not going to please everybody. That if you try to make everybody happy, you will make no one happy. True. So my mentality is: have the players come up with a solution, have the owners come up with a solution, mush it together. Find something that you guys vote on. You know, it was a time when we voted on things in this country and it was actually on the up and up. So just do that. True. And then go with whatever policy that is. And to me, it's like what frustrates me. And like I said, I'm a, a military family as well, is that it's the, the whole thing has been made as an attack on the military, an attack on the flag. And I, I say this every time. The players never even used to come out for the national anthem. Mm -mm. They didn't even come out up until recently. Yeah. Like, College football, they still don't. <laughs> right. So yeah. it's like this I, this whole mentality has kind of been like uh, circulated off like meme news. You know, yeah. like nobody actually does any research on what's actually happening. So to me, it's frustrating when the answer is always like, well, you're disrespecting the military. Like you can respect the military. You can love your country. And you can also say, hey, 
I don't think it's okay that a bad cop shot an innocent, unarmed black man in the back. They don't all have to be mutually exclusive. So mm-hmm. that's that's what, what I get frustrated when people are so hardcore lined about it. Like, you don't have to pick and choose a side on this. If there's bad lawyers, you, they get disbarred. If there's a bad doctor, they lose their license. If it's a bad cop, they shouldn't be patrolling the streets with a gun. I don't think that's unfair. I don't agree. Or I don't disagree. Excuse me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Soundbite. My dad, obviously, he was a former homicide detective as well in Detroit. And his big thing during all of the the slew of unarmed black men killed by police officers was these men were not in the military. He, he just kept, he kept preaching that the standards for police officers in America have, have lowered because you need more people to wear the badge to protect and serve. And the lack of military training from these police officers is why you're bringing preconceived notions and prejudices to the job that, people in the military have been stripped from them from from going through real right. life-threatening things together with people who don't look like them and they're trying to fight for America. So I I'm with you and the the, the thought of kneeling being a negative thing is crazy. Like what NFL team doesn't kneel to talk to the coach after every practice? Well, like somebody's hurt on the field. Hard on the field. It's always an act of respect. It's always, it's always, you're always humbling yourself. You're, you're lowering yourself. You're coming down. It's humbling. So the attack on the act of kneeling is so, just seems so easy and, and lazy. And it's a tweet after a tweet. And I don't, I, I just worry we're not thinking honestly and truly about what we feel as people like what's going to be the best for Americans and moving forward because it just feels like we're moving backwards. And I hate that you were a huge part of, fixing things and and just because of own narratives and things that people want to perpetuate regardless of what the truth of the matter is people just still want to be divided yeah absolutely i mean and 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 to be fair even from a military perspective from a veteran perspective like we make mistakes overseas we mm-hmm. do we, we we're not perfect and, yeah. and we're always you know everyone's always thank you for your service your service you're a hero i'm like ah yes but I mean, maybe right. <laughs> there's 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 people that have made that, you know, so it's 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 not as cut and dried and as binary with that either. Um, but at the same time, like when it's not right, when something's when the mistakes are made, like you you have to fix them. You have to be um, all about that. You can't always just say, um, well, it's OK to make a mistake sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it happens, but it's not OK. It's not okay. You know what I mean? Sam right. Darnold throws a pick six on the first play of the game. It happens. Mm-hmm. But what, you know, what are you going to do to bounce back from that and like right. fix that? So every time this is happening, regardless of the numbers, I mean, people will throw stats around all day long. Well, it's only this. It's a very small percentage of unarmed black men. That are, okay. Was an un- unarmed black man killed? Yes. I don't care what color he is. Was, yeah. It, yeah. was, yeah. was a person killed that shouldn't have been killed? Like, all right. It needs to be addressed. It needs to be fixed. It doesn't need to be um, just you know, put to the side or, 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 or said like, well, these things happen, you know, sometimes right. you, you break eggs. Like, okay, well, tell that to the mother, tell right. that to the brother. Yeah. Like, and, and that's really what, that's the beginning. That's the genesis of all of this is that it's not this, that it's happening. Like it's been happening forever. Like, hello, there was slavery. Like there was unarmed black people right. being killed for a pretty long time in this country. Right. The point it, that Kaepernick is trying to make is that there's an injustice. There's not, there's 
people are going to be killed. Good people are going to be killed. Bad people are going to be killed. That's reality. That's life. There's no justice. That's mm-hmm. really what the whole point of it is. Yeah. Nobody's saying that they're going to end anything. You're not going to end racism. You're not going to end murders. Like there's prisons. There's people no, there's still no, kill there's people. There's no utopia. Right. Like, no. Right. Yeah, yeah. But the point is that there needs to be uh, progression, and that was the point of all of it. So, Especially okay. in our country. Like that's right. what we are about. It's what we've always been about. We've made a million mistakes in this mm-hmm. country's history, like terrible ones. But I feel like over time we have improved. We've tried to fix those things. We always do. Uh, for the most part, you know, most people are all about like, let's, let's, let's fix this, move forward. That was, that was awful. That was a terrible decision. Right. Let's like, not repeat our mistakes. No. Yeah. And let's, like you said, let's not move backwards. Right. Right. Yeah. right. So, okay. So coincidentally it's, it's nine eleven, and that's a time where we always like try to think about what it's like when we all come together over something, uh, you know, controversial or traumatic. So you don't want to address the, the owners. You don't want that responsibility. But if you could get a, a message to say the person who maybe not necessarily is burning their Nikes, because uh, I think that person's probably a little too far gone, but just someone who's like, I really find everything about what Kaepernick does is offensive. Th- say they're not in the military and they they just they're just so offended by the idea of it because they think it's an attack on our military and like an attack on our country and they're not understanding what it is. What would you tell that person? Well, you know, I'd say most of those people, I think they're just reading headlines, first of all. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the headlines focus on protesting the anthem, not a protest during the anthem of something else, right? right? Police brutality. Right. Of, Which uh, is important. It's wording. Right. Yeah. It, the criminal justice system, all these things like that is very important. Um, but also to, ju- to just assume to put all of us in the veteran community in a box and assume mm-hmm. that we all think the same way and we're all, we all feel the same way. Uh, that's generalizing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not that's racist because we're not a race, right. but it's along those lines mm-hmm. of like it's assuming, stereotyping. assuming yeah, it's stereotyping. Sure. Thank you. That's a much better word. Um, uh, and uh, of assuming because I, I wear camouflage, I feel this way, you know, and that the flag and the anthem, the symbols, which are very important to me, but the symbols are more important than the constitution, which is false. You know, the oath we take when we join the military is the oath to defend the Constitution. Mm. And the First Amendment in the Constitution is free speech, mm. you know. And so the, that that's what it is right there. I defend, talking about burning Nikes, I defend the person that would burn an American flag right in front of me. I hate it. It hurts. But I still, I fought for that right. I fought for those freedoms. And uh, and all of us did, whether we like it or not. And, and, I, and I think more people in the veteran community way more people in the veteran community understand that and support that than these people that didn't serve that just assume or use veterans as like, you know, the, the scapegoat. Scapegoat, yeah, thank you. Right, for their own opinion. Um, so you do something pretty cool with Jay Glazer, who's in the Fox family. What's yes. up, Jay? Yeah. Uh, and I saw that you work out at um, his his performance center. Yeah, Unbreakable. Unbreakable, yep. yeah. I did uh, I did a few classes there. I'm not, so cut out, I'm not really cut out for that stuff. I'm more of like a <laughs> yoga person. Okay. I got to get in there. The circuit classes, I can't do it. You got to get in there. It's the heart rate thing, you know? Well, you got to come. You got to come. I don't want to do that. You got to come to MVP on Wednesday nights. Yes. Okay. So tell us us about this. That's that's why I brought it up. So MVP stands for Merging Vets and Players. Uh, What we're bringing is we're bringing together former professional athletes and combat veterans um, and helping them find service and purpose together once the uniform comes off. Obviously, what we did on the on the, on the battlefield, on the football field, or the mm-hmm. or in the octagon, or whatever, completely different. But those locker rooms, I will tell you, those locker rooms are the same. You know what I mean? It's the yeah. same type of brotherhood. It's the same type of, I don't care where you're from. Right. You know, you, you get over that stuff. Um, but also, uh, the careers end typically pretty young. 
Mm. A lot of life left to live. Yeah. And you've hit this high of like, you know, feeling maybe I will never do anything as important as I did before. Tony Gonzalez was in just a month ago and sat in on one of our, every Wednesday night we meet at the gym, we train together, and then we, we kind of fellowship and have like a fireside chat on the wrestling mats afterwards and just talk about stuff. You know, guys, it's like a sounding board. People just let stuff off. You know, we're all kind of coaching each other up. And Tony was sitting there talking about, sorry to call him out here, but, you know, maybe he's saving the story for another day. <laughs> too he's late. A, he's a Fox family member, too. It's fine. Exactly. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Tell him whatever yeah, he said. Yeah, yeah. We leave it all on the mats, except <laughs> yeah, for Tony's except stuff. For yeah, yeah, yeah. I blast Tony's that everywhere. Stories everywhere. Yes. <laughs> but he was talking about, you know, he played, I think, 17 years, obviously mm-hmm. Hall of Famer, you know, best, probably the best tight end that ever played the game. And... He said it was three months after he got done playing. He was he was on vacation with his wife. It's supposed to be this you know great time. Finally, like we have some free time, we can just mm-hmm. be and you know move on with 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 our futures and uh, relax and have this time together. And he was like a wreck, you know. And she knew something was up. And they were at dinner one night, and he just like broke down in in, in the middle of this restaurant and just started crying. She was like, "What's going on?" He's like, "I'll never be great again." He's mm-hmm. like, "It's just like I'm trying to figure out what this feeling has been." And that's what it is. And uh, he said it was just, I mean, it's really, it's hard. It's traumatic, you know. It's yeah. obviously, uh, it, it, it's different than, yeah, serving your country. But those feelings are the same, I promise you. It's just, it's more about, yeah, purpose. And, yeah, it's, and, it's a complete change of identity. Yeah. And, you and, have to and, reinvent and, yourself. And you're, you're a part of this machine, but you're a part of something that's important, that matters to a lot of people. Bigger than you. Bigger than you. Yeah. You have to sacrifice, I, I, I'm sorry, but you do have to sacrifice a lot. To be a professional athlete, you mm-hmm. sacrifice a lot and you had to put a lot of time in, especially to be the best and to be great, no matter how talented you are. Um, and then it's all over. And you, there's this feeling, even though it's not true, but you feel like nobody cares anymore. Nobody right. gives a damn about me. And, right. you know, I, I'll never peak. I've already peaked. Mm-hmm. I've got, you know, two thirds of my life left to live. And yeah. it's so it's done or yeah. whatever. And it's just not true, you know. And so what we're all about at MVP is not only reminding uh, each other of who we are, what we're capable of, but like pushing each other uh, to find that next, um, to find that next goal, you know, to mm-hmm. chase that, whatever the new, the new carrot is. Like we all have something in our lives that we want to do um, that we're passionate about and like utilizing all the skills you acquired, whether it was in the military or uh, mm-hmm. on a, you know, in sports um, to, to achieve those things, yeah. you know what I mean? Or at least chase them, even if you never achieve them. Like that's, that was the most fun to me always uh, in sports. It wasn't so much like making the team or getting on the field. It was like, I really do, like you talk about embrace the grind and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like it's hard when you're doing it, mm-hmm. but when you look back after you, you know, you, you, you win that starting job or whatever, and you look back, it, what, what meant the most to you was all that time you put in, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, and, and chasing that dream. And that, you know, that's, that's still who we are. We're not the uniform we were, you know what I mean? Right. We're the person that sacrificed so much to get to that level, you know what I mean? And uh, we're still that person. We just right. got to remember it. People cr- criticize moving the goalposts, but in life, that's what, that's what it's all about, right? Like, once you get up there and you dunk on the goalposts because you already scored, you got to go for your next goal and you got to keep pushing it forward. So it's great that you guys are coming together and, like, just realizing each other's goals and and. and encouraging each other to get yeah. to them. Yeah, it's, gotta, it's, it's, it's been amazing. Yeah, I mean, we, we, sure. we, yeah, we yeah. started in, uh, we started uh, in I, LA. I'm willing to get my heart rate up because uh, <coughs> yes. you Yes, yes, <laughs> you got to. You got to. You know, it's, uh, like I do hot yoga, right? So yeah. It's like, you know, it's a slow, 
I told you, the anxiety thing. It's good. I got hot yoga. yoga it feels like hot yoga in here. I'm sweating. It is so sweaty. It's so hot, man. It's very we hot. We put in this, this great, this, yeah, we did so this just for you. Yeah, so the thermostat is, yeah, we yeah. put this up for you. Uh, so we could hide the thermostat. Right. And thermostat is sweat. behind. The thermostat is behind this. We got to so, cut yeah. a wall in there. It's really, um, I think, yeah. you know what? I think we do have to do that. Actually. <laughs> get back that's, there. A, that's the first good idea you've ever had. And yes. I think we, let's fight that. Ever. Because we really do. It's been so hot in here the past couple days. So you can find out about that. Uh, at vetsandplayers.org and follow them at Merging Vets and Players. Yep. Um, we, and we started in L.A. We got a Vegas Vegas chapter. We just opened in Chicago, too. Awesome. Uh, nice. the, the, the player engagement uh, people at the NFL made us a very nice donation to, to expand, and our goal is every NFL city. So. Oh, that's great. We'll get there. That's great. great. Um, yeah, so are you doing sure. it this Wednesday? This Wednesday, 7 p.m. Okay, so Unbreakable that's Performance that's Center. tomorrow, huh? <laughs> Yep, yeah, like, you're going to be there. I'm, I'm working at... Until I realize, I'm like... Oh, no, I'm, I'm... Listen, I'm there. What time? 7 p.m. If, if Nate Boyer is saying, hey, Brandon, come on. Oh, yeah. I'm there. You I, can talk, I used to have yeah, a role yeah, in the sure. coming. He's 13-year oh, yeah. NBA vet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um. All right. I'd love to have just, him. Seriously. Just, 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 it's happening. Just, okay, it's happening. All right, Calling you out there. if it doesn't. We're committing. <laughs> Maybe I'm crazy live from uh, MVP. <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow. Well, let's take a picture before we sweat, right? Yes. They always yes, want to yes. take the group picture after the, the um, Workout. workouts are Yeah, you can prove that you I sound so you girly right now. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Working. That is true. That uh, thanks so much for joining no us, Nate. We totally appreciate it. Um, <laughs> My pleasure. And uh, thanks for everything that you do. And uh, much respect. Thank yeah, you very much. A lot. Respect yes. to you guys, too. Yeah, thanks so much. With it. With it. What? We about to turn up in this bitch. All right. When am I wedding or quitting today? Is that No? No. Okay. The Steelers and Browns played 75 minutes of hard-fought, wet AFC North football on Sunday. Six touchdowns were scored. The Browns forced six turnovers, and no one won the game. The good news is Tyrod Taylor is undefeated as the Browns' starting quarterback. The bad news is the Steelers aren't good enough to beat the Browns. Joy, the Browns may have tied the Steelers, but the Steelers definitely lost. Wit it or quit it. Wit it for show. Mm. Um, mm. This game was just hideous. I couldn't even believe it. it. No one was trying to win this this stupid football game. First of all, it was they were they scored a lot of they tried to. No one was trying. They won to win. the second overtime. Did you see those kickers? I mean, please, uh, you have one job. Okay? One job. It's not even that rainy. Team sport. I was very disappointed with the outcome of this game, especially since I picked Steelers to win the Super Bowl, so I look foolish. Um, I'm not going to overreact to game one. Mm -hmm. But I think the bigger point that everyone's missing here with this uh, little situation is, you know, Le'Veon Bell, he he tweeted a little emoji with the monocle, and everyone's like, oh, he's being petty. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, he's throwing shade. And he was like, no, I've just never seen a tie before. I'm pretty sure he's seen a tie before, so, like, no one really believes that. But everyone's like, oh, cool, James Conner, like, they're good. Stop comparing James Conner to Le'Veon Bell. Like, no disrespect to James Conner. James Conner had a nice game, okay? Why can't you? 192 yards from scrimmage, okay? He, he led the NFL in week one. Like, great, awesome. Le'Veon Bell has years of proven excellence, all right? I can't stand when this, when this shit happens. Like, Le'Veon, there's a reason Le'Veon Bell is holding out. There's yes. a reason he's one of the biggest stories in the NFL, and he's not on the field. Like, mm. everyone just relax. Yes. Le'Veon Bell is an excellent football player. And I'm not saying James Conner didn't have a great game, because he did. Yes. But... Guess what, guys? Y'all still didn't win. Okay? So everyone just chill out. You tied with the Browns. You haven't won a game in like 700 days. That's, uh, uh, and that wasn't a win. It was a tie. But the Browns. It was. I don't want to hear it. The okay? Browns are good. Like, we, wait, no, no, no. So the Browns gonna, are not good. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm, we're not championing the Browns and, and, and what they've done. I have a question. Because they just tied with uh, the Steelers. Uh, uh, teacher, question. Um, me? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did the Browns technically win the game? 
Did they get the dub? Technically? Yes. What, now, what, when you say technically, do mean, are we, literally technically. Literally, it was a considered a win. Yes. No. <laughs> Wrong. Stop lying to the people. So, look, like, like as far as the Browns go, like, cool, I guess you didn't lose, but it's not it's not great for the Browns either. Undefeated. But it's way worse for the Steelers than it is for the Browns. There's That that, that game was atrocious. Roethlisberger looked terrible. He had, like, yeah. 7,000 interceptions. Mm-hmm. It just it, it was just a nonsense game, and I'm, and I'm not happy about it. And I feel like everyone is not giving the proper – just the proper – Talk to him. I can't even find the word. What you mean, man? Like, keep it real about the Steelers. That game sucked. You can't tie the f***ing Browns in week one when you have Le'Veon Bell not on the field. And I don't care how good James Conner was. Like, that's you did not win. You did not win. I By th- the way, thanks for that trade. Uh, I need James Conner. Ooh, you got uh, – you traded? I had to tra- drop Marvin Jones. I, I really feel like I fleeced that trade. James Conner in exchange for uh, – James Conner and Emmanuel Sanders in exchange for Marvin Jones. Oh, that's Oh, that's easy. I won that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. That's not even a question. For sure. Anyways, the AFC North. Let me talk about this since the Ravens are in there. It's it's looking good for my boys. It's looking good for the old Ravens. It's looking good <laughs> well, for the well, Ravens well, flock. Well, we'll get to the Ravens in a little bit, okay. but let's see if we have pump the brakes on them. Right? Uh, the, the Steelers, after four preseason games, not on hard knocks, right, couldn't beat the Browns, who hadn't won a game since 2015. Is that no, right? I'm telling you, it's a bad game for the Steelers, and it is not being emphasized enough how disappointing that start right. was for the Steelers. It's not, it's not good. I don't want to hear it. All right, what's next? The NFL season ended early on Sunday when Aaron Rodgers was carted off to the locker room with a knee injury. Or so we thought. Then, in the third quarter, Packers fans' prayers were answered when A.A.A. Ron rose from the dead like Jon Snow to beat the Bears 23-24, solidifying Rodgers as the active NFL GOAT. Joy, Skip, Bayless is right. Aaron Rodgers is the LeBron James of the NFL. Win it or quit it. Did you just say they won 23-20? Who reads a score like that? I'm dyslexic. Are you really? Because I don't think that you are. Something's wrong with me. (laughs) Okay. um, (laughs) Yes, Skip is right um, to a degree. Uh, LeBron has done more winning than Aaron Rodgers has. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Team sport. Look, here's the thing about Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. I like Aaron Rodgers. I think he is a great brand, and he is a great quarterback. He is not the best quarterback in the NFL, and I'm tired of hearing about it. Who is? Tom Brady is the best quarterback in the NFL. You can't go to eight Super Bowls to one. At one point or another, the amount of winning you do matters. What are you playing for? Cookies? You're playing for championships. I don't want to hear this shit anymore. I don't care how athletic Aaron Rodgers are. There's a, go, go, go to uh, Equinox. There's some athletes in there, okay? They're not playing in the NFL. Like, it's cool. It's cute. I keep hearing about these, like, oh, he's got a big arm. You don't know, about a big arm. I want rings on these fingers. He makes plays. That when he got when he took the field two minutes and thirty six seconds left, I was like, it's too much time on the clock. Listen, Aaron Rodgers is incredible. The two he, beat, he beat the Bears and Khalil Mack on one leg. All right, literally. He's done it before. I he's, mean, we've he's, seen. He's this incredible. Stuff he's we've amazing. He is yes. the second best player in the NFL. Okay, mm. so maybe he is the Kevin Durant of the NFL. If we're gonna do that, if you'd like to make uh, LeBron James the best player in the NBA, then he is the Kevin Durant. LeBron right? James called him the goat. LeBron James tweeted, "Call him goat. Tell him thank you for thank you for playing football." He's incredible. Okay, but yeah, just stop saying and, and, and just disrespect for Tom Brady. His pocket presence is just despicable. So, oh, Aaron Rodgers and his legs. 
Tom Brady won five Super Bowls. Like, what What are you talking about? I'm, and, and don't give me Bill Belichick, all right? Cool. All right, great. Like, Bill Belichick is obviously a better coach than Mike McCarthy. But at one point or another, you got to go out in the field and you got to perform, all right? Tom Brady hasn't had excellent defenses every time he won the Super Bowl. I'm just tired of it. I don't want to hear it anymore, all right? Aaron Rodgers, totally incredible, but just stop it. Everyone's just, just overreaction Monday, just chill out. He is not better than Tom Brady. Just stop it. It's disrespectful to the idea of winning and losing. Literally. That's I, not even worth it. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, anyway, I, I, anyway, that game was amazing. Oh, Khalil yes. Mack was oh, yes. amazing. Football's back. And yes. Aaron Rodgers getting carted off of the field was just the worst. I couldn't even believe it. Like I was just watching it like how Why is, he so fragile? is this happening? Fragile. Why is this happening? Why do we deserve this? Like, we don't deserve this. I was excited about it. What are you talking about? Deshaun Kaiser are going to get out there and improve oh that Notre Dame God. quarterbacks oh, are good. My eyes. It, he has time. As long as Aaron Rodgers is healthy, Deshaun Kaiser is going to be an NFL pro for 10 years. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that, that is true. That is true. Oh, uh, I, th- I, I made right, a list so, of... But, like, yes. yeah. So, he, 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 he basically died. His season was over. Then yes. he came back to life. Yes. Which is why I called him Jon Snow. It's one of my yeah. best tweets of the year so far. Um... <laughs> What uh, what other pop culture figures have we compared him to? Uh, I obviously, I said I said Kenny. Kenny obviously, from South Park Ken, he is died very good. every episode. He um, does die every. That's kind of a bit. That's the bit he dies. Uh, every Brian Griffin from Family Guy, the the dog, he died. He came back. I, I think don't remember, I don't that's the that thing, episode. right? Get, uh, is uh, Agent Smith from The Matrix? He always died, came back. Who? Agent Smith from The Matrix, the guy that the Keanu Reeves was fighting. But he never really killed him because Agent Smith is like a exactly is, is like Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he never died. Is is a, a program? Yeah, <laughs> I was very disappointed in these examples. This Jesus Christ. Here you go. He's popular for doing that. It's a resurrection. <laughs> Easter. I hate you. It's a whole holiday. Or, <laughs> oh, oh, and pop culture figures. And and uh, and Paul P. Oh yeah, obviously. Yeah, mm. Shout out Paul Pierce Sir, for mm. most for most dramatic exit. Almost said Sir Stabs only, a lot, but only, I didn't. Only to return. Um, I was so mad when they carried his limp body off that, ooh, off that basketball. They rolled his, and they came out and they scored it. I was like, this. Yes, I was how, like, what is this? That's how everyone felt. What is this? And that's kind of how I felt. I, that's how I felt with Aaron Rodgers until he went out there and won the game. And then I was like, I'm just glad that Aaron Rodgers is not not done for the season. Although we have, we actually, I can't even say that because we actually have no idea. Whether he is able to play or not, and we probably day won't, by day. we probably won't. Yeah, he's taking it day by day. That's what day told day. Dan the, the this looks great for my pick for the Vikings to win the Super Bowl. What what other what other person do you know that came back to life since my list was so bad? I heard Jack Sparrow did that in the Jack Sparrow movies. I was relying on you for this. Jon Snow is obviously the best example. Yeah, I mean, and the Undertaker. Oh, it's his thing. Yeah, it is. It's literally his thing. Right. Hear ye, hear ye. John Gruden is petty. Mm. If you hadn't heard, Khalil Mack's pretty good at the football, and he don't play for the Raiders no more. At least in one half. Um, yeah, Khalil Mack is—he's unbelievable, and he's unbelievable not playing any preseason mm. and having like two practices with the Bears. Yes, and went out and had the single uh, greatest half of any defensive player, lineman player uh, ever in the history of the NFL. Well, since since the last time he had it. So he's pretty fucking good, and he doesn't play for the Raiders anymore. No. And Gruden came out and said that it was pretty clear that he did not want to play for the Raiders. He said he didn't want to play for the Raiders, 
And he he knows that because he didn't show up for OTAs and he didn't show up for training camp. It's almost like that's not how it works. I know it's not how it works, but he's not like he's not <sighs> okay. Not to mention, from all accounts, they did a terrible job of communicating with Khalil and Khalil's people. Right. Yes. So you, you I mean you lost Khalil Mack. Like that's it. Like you got some 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 draft picks. Um spinning mat. Uh you lost Khalil Mack, yeah. and that's 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 a fact that you just got draft picks for Khalil Mack. So and now he's pissed. We're gonna yes, and he now he's pissed. He's trying to literally rip people's heads off, and I'm okay with it. And it was super exciting to watch, Great. and it was it was amazing fodder for everyone because it's like bah! and then the Raiders went out and lost. The Bears lost too. That's important to note. The Bears did lose, not. Not because of Khalil Mack. Though. No, Not, no, no. They lost because they they chose to draft Mitchell Trubisky right. instead of Deshaun Watson. And I and I want I want to constantly shit on John Gruden on this podcast because I like to, but I he was not wrong when he said Khalil Mack was really good last year for the Raiders and then he won a lot of games. Listen, I'm not saying that Khalil Mack is a quarterback because he's not, right. but Khalil Mack was unbelievable and yes. he he was a huge difference maker in that game and. I, it, to go up, but more importantly, like the, the the petty part of this is like John Gruden is a master at saying things with a smile on his face. He's so good at it. Like it's it's, it's crazy, yeah. and it's not even like that crazy smile where you're like, oh yeah, that's what you really think. <laughs> that, that makes me ah, that's what you think, huh? <laughs> Got it. Like he's he's so good at saying yeah. like like the way he said it was, well you know Khalil he didn't want to play here. Because he wasn't at training camp and he wasn't at OTAs. I know. Because I, I, I read it and one he, way. And he ends it with like the smirk. Yes. You can hear it. I felt one voice. way reading it and then I saw him do it. I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. So he's even me. I was like, yeah. Khalil Mack didn't want to be there. It totally makes sense. Except for it doesn't make sense because that's what happens when you hold out. Look, it's way too soon to tell who won this. I feel like the Bears won it. But we're going to see. I know it's 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 the first week so everyone is completely overreacting mm-hmm. to everything except for the Steelers because you just can't tie the Browns. Right. But I I feel I feel good in saying that the Raiders made a colossal mistake in letting Khalil Mack go. When when Bruce Irving had his first sack, you see how happy John Gruden was. He was like, "Yes! I have my own Khalil Mack and he's number 51." No. That was that one sack and then Jeff Jeff Jared Goff and Sean McVay kicked ass. Jeff is actually kind of a funny like Jeff, name Jeff Jared Goff. Goff. Yeah. Uh, and shout out to the Rams, too, who are who are going to be – they're my Super Bowl pick. What? What are you mean Super Bowl pick? To, to play against the Steelers? Yes. Oh. Okay. What are you talking about? I overreacted. Overreaction like, Tuesday. <laughs> clearly. Uh, <laughs> yes, the Rams are my Super Bowl pick because they're so – for having a team that is just completely loaded with – Huge names. They are completely quiet. Mm. It's remarkable. Yeah. They are just a complete reflection of Sean McVay. Just like young, big name, but we don't know anything about them. Yeah. And even though we know things about the players that are on All the team, like them. we know about Dominican Sue, yes. it's like we don't know what the Rams are. What they are is fucking good. And they're going to be great this year. Yeah, Mark Schlereff brought up some people use pre like the first couple games of the season as preseason. That's what it felt like for the Rams. I was like, they knew how good they were. Right. They went out there and was like working out in the first half and by the second half it was a freaking scrimmage Marcus Peters is pick sixing Derek Carr who doesn't do that very often unlike Matt Stafford and uh shout out Todd Gurley cuz you know he just had yeah you just had to get that extra point two four uh fantasy points you know I was up all all weekends I'm up 
appreciate it. But they're gonna be good this year. All right, time for Lit List. Ooh, all right, so um, all <laughs> Sam Darnold. Speaking of overreaction Mondays, what's the, where's the overreaction? I don't know what you said yet. Go, go, say things. I'm sorry. Uh, look, um, if I'm if I'm a Jets fan, which I'm not anymore, I had one year of being a Jets fan. It was lovely. Yeah. Um, so it's you, you, you know it's a great dip, thing. You can dip your toe in the water. You can be you can be as happy as you want to be about Sam Darnold. And that that first pick six, it's an oversight. It's a, that's that's gonna be a funny funny blooper yes. on the, the end of his career. We'll be like, mm-hmm. remember that time his very first match was pick six. Like uh, they told him on the sideline. And then Brett they Favre went on, then they went along to uh to beat the the Lions, which really just. They truly don't get enough attention for being completely shitty as an organization. I feel like it's something that people in the three one three area in, in Detroit and in, in Michigan like embrace and and don't like talking about it. Like yeah, we it, know yeah. how bad the Lions are, but like it doesn't get enough national attention. No, it doesn't. And I think you know what I think it is. I think it's Detroit. Like I think people have so much respect for Detroit. Right. That it's and like you know what? You we're not going to talk bad about right. how bad. Like we all know the Lions are historically so bad. We lost our Hall of Fame it. player because. We ref- he re- we refused to draft linemen to make him great. Like, it's, we've been bad the entire time. Right, forever. And the entire time. It never gets any better. And I, I, I truly don't think they get enough respect for how horrible they are as an organization. Um, that being said, Sam Darnold, uh, Sam Darnold, make, making everybody look silly, except for Colin Coward, because he's always been on the Sam Darnold thing. <sighs> I feel like as good as Sam Darnold played, how was this even a discussion that he should not have gone number one overall. Like, are oh, the, yes. are the, is it the Browns' goal to just always not get the right person? Or it's almost like, what do we need? Okay, let's get the opposite of that. Okay, how and I'm, not gonna, I'm not about to say, like, I'm off at Baker Mayfield thing, because oh, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, I do very much we think like that interesting. Baker, Baker Mayfield is going to be good. He's and he's going to play He's gonna play sooner than we think. Because the, the better Sam Darnold plays, the more the Browns owners are going to be like, Baker, like, where's Baker at? They play pretty soon. No, the better the better Sam Darnold plays, the more the the Browns are gonna be like, "What the f- did we do?" That's what they're gonna say. Yeah, of course, of course. But that's because Baker's not out there. Yeah, four so they're incomplete gonna passes. Like prove that they did the right thing by taking Baker number one overall. Yeah, and uh, you know, once again, the Browns didn't win this week. I know everybody's freaking out. Like it's this big improvement for the Browns know. that they're. They didn't lose for the first losing. time in a long time. They didn't lose this week, and that's huge. I mean, what a life. Anyway, shout out to uh, <laughs> shout out to Sam Darnold on a on a, on a really great start. Uh, this that's cool. you, it's just I I. I have a lot of friends that play for the Lions. I don't know if you know a couple of my friends in the NFL. And um, it's just hard to talk bad because my friends are mainly on the offensive side of the ball. And it's Matt Stafford. And he's just so bad at throwing. All right. Well, let's, let's, let's save a little bit because they're in loser power rankings. So okay, we, okay, we, we can spend more time I'm on sorry, how bad they are. Yeah. Uh, so the Patriots. Remember the time that Patri- the Patriots team didn't have any receivers and they were, like, going to be so bad this year. It was Tom Brady and there's Bill Belichick. They weren't getting along and, like, Possibly he's going to retire. They're going to trade Gronk. Remember all that? Well, nope, nope, didn't happen. And they're they're not dead yet. Like I told you, I'm not ready to be out on the Patriots. Just One yet. game. Okay, they looks pretty good. Overreaction Monday. Oh, the Patriots oh yeah. aren't dead. Overreaction Monday. The Patriots aren't aren't. They haven't walked off a cliff yet. Shocker. It's going to take some time. Oh, it is. Die slowly. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be a slow kill. All right. It's going to well, be bad. They, they won. Uh, unlike the Steelers, they won this week. So. Um, and on the lit list is Saquon and OBJ. Not so much Eli, but um, Mm-mm. we we do like that that they played well. Yeah. Um, I'm still I'm still holding out hope that they're all, they're going to pull it all together because mm-hmm. I like when the big market teams are good because I like interesting. 
And uh, whatever with the Jags. Jags are very interesting. Oh, my God. They are. Are we doing this again this year? Jacksonville Jaguars are an interesting football team. They just beat – everyone was talking about how great the NFL Giants were going to be. No, not everyone. NFL, New York Giants, whatever the heck you want. The Giants are the ones that the play football. The New York football. Giants of the NFL Giants? Yeah, the NFL You ones. mean like their actual name, the New York Giants? New York Giants, yeah, those. Yeah. Everybody's talking about how great they're going to be, and guess what? No, everyone wasn't talking about how great they were going to be. No, oh, we weren't talking about how OBJ, Saquon Bark, they've, they've answered all the problems. We had LaDainian Thompson here talking about how they were great, and I was like, you forget that Whoa, they have a new coach? Let LT speak for himself. I didn't say that. Yeah, that's fair. But well, a lot of people were. I may have said that. But he I probably have. said something he read, though. So everybody was talking <laughs> about it. So people were talking about it. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I'm just glad that, that uh, Saquon and OBJ are good because that's yes. that's good for, for fantasy, you yeah. know, which we like around here. And yeah. I'm still out on the Jags, just to be clear. All right, loser power rankings. Loser, loser power, power rankings. rankings. These are the losers and the losers of the week. All right. Um, kind of didn't get en- enough uh, attention on our shows because we, we got a lot of football to cover. But right. Serena Williams was involved in an incident with uh, this umpire named Carlos Ramos, who it. cited Serena three times for getting coaching signals during the U.S. Open final. She was also fined $17,000, um, and she lost to Naomi. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it was a huge deal over the weekend, and I, the, the the umpire is a huge loser this week, and my, mainly because, first of all, Serena is the queen, and just give her some respect. Like, right. there's certain people in certain sports where you just give respect to, like they they're they're the greatest, like unquestioned, and, and you give them respect. Right. Like Tom Brady gets the call, right, because he's Tom Brady. Like, like the ball should bounce in Serena's way, right? Yes, right. And you you don't you don't cite her three fucking times. And the, but the bigger picture is obviously like she made a big deal about it as she should have, and You're then he that, felt like that people are talking he, about. Well, okay, it was why it was obviously sexist and clearly racist. Like not because it, the the Naomi is white because she's not. She's no. Haitian, Haitian and Japanese. Right. The point is. Shouts out to her by the way. The, yes, because uh, yes. it was a huge moment from her, which is also mm-hmm. stolen from her. Right. Like she lost her moment. Serena got put on on uh, into this category of being like ungrateful and spoiled, and you've got cartoonists out here doing this Jim Crow bullshit, Wild. and it's like at least he's not from from America, but like the illustrating black people. Period. Like, is there not a guy that there's it goes? There's no one. There's no one. It's just like Halloween. Hire this year. black people. It's just people. like it's just like Halloween this year. There's going to be a white celebrity that does blackface because they can't figure it out. There's also there's always going to be this person. Yes, diversity oh. will save you from this. It's not just a thing that we came up with. Like, if you actually have a diverse staff, yeah. someone may be like, huh. Um, yeah, no, this, this yeah. is offensive. Yes, erase no, you, this. No, you can trust me because as you can see, I would know this is offensive. Don't this run with that. This is triggering. Don't run with that. I'm triggered and therefore the rest of my people will be as well. When you said Halloween celebrity, I just imagined Ellen dressing up as The Rock and painting her 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 body. Ellen I just want to say never. that. I just want to say. I just want to put that mind, whatever never. happened in my head, I want to put it in everybody else's head. Ellen dressed up as The Rock. Ellen. Go would never moana and ellen you know how ellen would never because ellen already dresses up as everybody and she doesn't do that yes no she i'm wore, not i'm not wore, saying she dressed up as Nicki minaj's boobs yes yeah she did that she did that she should have dressed up as eve's boobs with, with the, the paw bo- prints mm. missed the paw prints rough rider yes 
Okay, I'm sorry for sidetracking. Anyway, uh, yeah, so huge loser this week. And shout out Serena. She did everything right. And don't hit me with the she was being a baby. The men flip out all the time. They break their rackets. They scream and holler. They call the umpires' names. And it's mm. all just testosterone. So yeah. Yeah, f*** off with that. Um, all right, Cowboys offense, huge loser this week. And it sucks because we really need the Cowboys to be interesting. So let's get it together. <sighs> all right, like Dak. Let's connect with Cole Beasley. Do that little thing you guys do. They don't have um, any receivers either. Yeah, well, you know, that's that's problem because they don't have Tom Brady, and that's like we're gonna need to get this. We're gonna get this train rolling. All right, I get it. The Panthers are very good. Um, their defense is very good, but yes. we're gonna need to get that together. And that's finally, my my, my my fantasy football draft. What defense? You you criticized me for drafting defense so early. I got the got the oh, yeah? got the Panthers. Got me some points. We'll get the we'll get to the update at the end of the okay, thing. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, by the way, you should have that ready for the for the end. Just oh, okay. Uh, and then. finally, the Bills. Woo! Oh mm. my God, are the Bills? are just fucking awful. So the Bills, their second worst loss in franchise history. Um mm. last in week one in points. We could guess that. Total yards <laughs> three. and pass yards. And uh we can't forget the Lions who allowed forty eight points, which was the most in the NFL and thirty nine rush yards, which was the last in the NFL. But we gave the Lions a little love for being terrible earlier. So let's talk about the Bills. Okay, so when you see, when you had okay, so you had Tyrod Taylor. You hadn't been. This is what I don't understand. Okay, so you hadn't been to the playoffs in like a jillion years, right? right. And you have Tyrod Taylor, and then you miraculously make the playoffs. Like mm-hmm. you get lucky and make the playoffs, but you made the playoffs. So Shouts like, out Andy Dalton. Like no, no, you can't take that away from you. Right. Um, and then you decide to get rid of Tyrod Taylor. Because he's the problem. Nathan Peterman threw five interceptions in like 35 seconds. And that's who you go with as your starting quarterback. And then you draft Josh Allen. So now what what are you going to do? Because you put Josh Allen in and he's just as bad. Which is no surprise because you knew Josh Allen wasn't going to be good when you drafted him. Which is why you planned on starting Nathan Peterman and having Josh Allen learn from Nathan Peterman. I don't understand. Like, do these people watch football? Or, like, I'm not – I don't – fancy myself a football expert but like nathan peterman that's a really that's really bad it's bad on paper on paper and like literally in real life too yeah yeah, yeah. so why why would why is that like the whole concept of oh we have a rookie quarterback we want him to sit like yes sit behind tyrod taylor who you had but not Mm. anymore now he's at the browns and you've got you've got you want josh allen to learn from nathan peterman and no diss to nathan peterman like notorious nate p i feel you like i'm not trying to dish you but you're not this is not good this is not not bad on the field the bills are going to be uh the browns of last year this year as long as it's not the browns i don't i don't know that they're gonna win a game yeah Lashawn mccoy Lashawn. i'm gonna need Lashawn mccoy to get a lot of points though while they're not winning yes for your, for your, we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. All right, what's in the culture report this week? Well, first off, uh, late last week on Friday, we lost Mac Miller. Yes, uh, it was very sad. A lot of people in the hip hop industry were posting pictures, and and for someone who was, I don't know if he was ever the most popular rapper at every point in time, but he left a big influence on everyone around him. He was a very positive guy. When he first came out, his his like sign was the thumbs up and the big smile, and he was just like a good dude and great at rapping. You knew Mac Miller. Um, I didn't, I don't really know Mac like that. I mean, yeah. he's from Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. obviously, so um, a lot of ties to a lot of friends of mine from Pittsburgh, and he was very very well loved. Um, in Pittsburgh, huge Steelers fans. Mm-hmm. Who's always at games and Pirates games, um, and just a big like proponent for the city. 
um, and it like always supported other other local uh, talent there. Right. And I, so I know like there's a tribute at Blue Slide Park, which you wouldn't know about because you're not from Pittsburgh, but no. uh, it's also I, it's also part of, of of one of his albums. Yeah. I, I remember his first mixtape, Kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know he was a very talented kid. Obviously very sad at overdose. So you know stay away from the drugs. Yes. Um, but we wanted to give him a shout out because yeah. he was a special kid and he, he influenced a lot of people. Okay, now into the culture report. Unfortunate beef between Cardi B and Nicki Minaj has gone from throwing bars at each other in diss tracks to throwing shoes at each other at parties. Yes, on Friday at 10.53 p.m., this is research, in New York City, Cardi B took off her shoe and threw it at Nicki Minaj, although the rappers have been feuding for years now since the release of Migos Motorsport back in the day. Motorsport. Uh, things got physical after Nicki allegedly stepped on the train of Cardi B's dress after Cardi B rushed after Nicki, who was protected by a wall of bodyguards. During the scuffle, one of the bodyguards of Nicki's accidentally elbowed Cardi B, leaving her with a big lump on her left eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicki went on Queen Radio and said that she it was she was humili- humiliated and embarrassed to be a part of a, perpetuating the narrative, narrative that drama and violence follows some of the biggest hip-hop names out there. Uh, we really need these New York queens to bury the hatchet. Uh, these women's families to provide for and stuff. And I don't want them to catch a charge or something. It's like messy. Yeah. You you don't you don't they. It was a fashion icon awards, and they just went full one, street uh, fight. Listen, real ones do real things. Okay, first of all, yeah. never forget that. I oh, yeah, I no, don't yeah. care where I am if that is about to pop up. You gotta do what you gotta do. All right, what does it say? <laughs> Uh, look, I don't, the whole, like, fashion icon thing, like, okay, like, it's whatever. You don't know what these people do in their homes, okay? All these uppity people well, and they, their special they, they shoes have, Oh, they have, they have fights Listen, secretly I in their Listen, I get home. what Nikki is saying, okay? She's worked very hard for her reputation, mm-hmm. and she doesn't want to be involved in a fight right. in some nice place. Yep. But guess what? This shit is popping, so you can't at. be talking shit in, on somebody else, like, on Cardi. Cardi's talking shit on you, and you think, like, when you go out in public, shit might not pop up. Off. It might pop off, and it popped off. Like literally, her shoe popped off and yeah, blew yeah, your head. Yeah, like these are things through, yeah. that can happen. Bunch like I don't know what the real like. I don't think any of us really know what the actual genesis of this beef is. Right. And I say that beef like okay because yeah. I mean we're gonna get to it. Like how real is like what's beef for real anymore? Yeah. Okay. Like I, I obviously I don't I don't need I Cardi B. I don't need Cardi B and Nikki fighting because I like both of them. And I yes. don't need to be picking sides. I gotta pick sides enough already in life. Mm. All right. So I just want to listen to Nikki and I just want to listen to Cardi and I don't have to explain myself. Okay. But you that, more? that being said, um it's equal because okay. Nikki just put on a new album. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So I, it's not it's not one or the other. I'm just saying if you are beefing with someone, it don't matter where you are. Like if you run into them it's it's on site. Like what do you mean? <laughs> Hands on on site. It, it, it's yeah, I, I can't, I can't, I can't celebrate these Listen, rappers I'm, I'm fighting. Just, I'm gonna just tell it like this. What? I'm not interested in violence. Okay? okay, it's not my thing. Right. Mostly because I don't remember when I'm violent, so it's not a good thing for me to be involved mm. in. Okay. That being said, Blackout. if I yes, if yes. I <laughs> if something happens mm-hmm. and it's it, it's it's time, it's time. Like that's this is what it is. Yeah, I hear you. It's not like what, what do they do, right? <sighs> yeah. Do they sew for a living? No, you rap. Like you guys have beef. You have you you've exchanged bars, okay? And, yeah. and, and and Nikki went on saying like she's never talked about someone's child. That's false, false, false. You're just saying false. I, I, it is false. It's facts. It's false. 
I love Nicki, but it's facts, it's false. You 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 write your own lyrics, right? I know what you remember what you said about Remy Ma. Ooh. It, yes. And she just talked about Stormy. I mean, are we keeping it all the way funky or not? She just talked about Stormy. And she this Queen Radio thing that she has, have you I listened to this last one? It was like 15, 30 minutes. She sounds nuts. No, she's Nikki is mad and all rightfully eight, so. All eight per- personalities are there and present, <laughs> just going in and out. Right, I'm not sure about yeah, I mean, like she has a right to be angry. I'm I'm not picking sides against either of these queens. Okay, okay. I love Cardi. Yes. I love Nikki. Mm-hmm. I just want everybody to get along. Yep. Okay, because I really need to listen to both of you. So let's right. watch all of it. Um, that being said, you got beef. You got beef. Rolling into the beef. Let's stay on that one. Uh, the Drake and Three Amigos tour made a stop in Boston Saturday night. During the concert, Drizzy brought out a surprise performance from Robert Kraft's favorite rapper, Philly Sports, Good Luck Charm, Meek Mills. These two rappers have been beefing since 2015 after Meek Mill accused Drake of not writing his own bars and Drizzy solidified itself as unwittable by releasing the best diss track any of us have heard in recent history back to back. Champagne Poppy posted the picture of himself and Meek Mill on his Instagram page with a caption... Oh, so smiley. So don't you know when you see a picture smiley. where like they just posted it because they look good? Yes. I was like, yeah, I post that to show anybody. Like, there's one of them hugging that other people posted. Drake looked great in that photo. Just big, big cheesy. Well, you're just always going to post your favorite picture. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Who posts the other person's favorite picture? Sometimes I just don't post if I look the best and someone else doesn't. You know, well, that's nice of you. Yeah, thank you. Anyways, anyways, the caption on his, on uh, Drake's page said, "This really gave me peace of mind tonight, healing and moving forward." created one of the most electric and gratifying moments of my career at Meek Mill. I'm happy you're home. I'm glad we can find our way back to a joint purpose. Cue the Kevin Garnett. Anything is possible at live. That's kind of cute. Right? I love it. Right. I told you I don't have time for these beefs. Okay. I just yeah. need to be able to listen to music and there, I don't, I don't need to have an explanation for why I'm doing it. I, I don't. Cause, I don't, cause, cause, cause in the end, yes. this is what it is. Mm. Which we're, we're we're performing together on stage. Yeah, that's what all that's all it is. Uh, side note, also Heidi Klum said on Ellen actually that she left Drake on red when he asked her out for a date, mm-hmm. and she just kind of just want to let everybody know that people are talking about that. Yeah. Okay. Lastly, and after winning an Emmy for his producer role in Jesus Christ Superstar, live in concert, John Legend became the first black man to achieve the legendary EGOT status. For those sports fans who don't know, an EGOT represents a performer who has received an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony Award. He's the only, he's one of the only 15 people who have reached the EGOT status, including Audrey Hepburn, Mel Brooks, and Whoopi Goldberg. He was Goldberg. named after, huh? Goldberg. How do you say it? It's not Goldborg. Goldberg. Yes. Goldberg. Whoopi. At Whoopi yes, one too. You, you easily could have. She was the other one. Whoopi. We know Goldberg. who Whoopi is. Goldberg. Yes. Whoopi. Anyway, is she uh, Jewish? Sh- shout out, shout out, uh, yeah, shout out John, John Legend. Legend. Yes. Yeah. Goldborg. All right. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. Before yes. we go, we have to give you an update on the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast fantasy football league. I would like to shout out the Unstoppable Force for ruining my night last night. It's very annoying. Um, I lost by point twenty four points. Um, that's not a whole point. That's point twenty four exactly. Ooh, yeah, that hurts uh, a little because bit. he had fucking Todd Gurley, mm. who uh, you know Coming I just off. yes a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I had Roethlisberger this week, who will be not be starting for me next week. Um, and um, Evan, uh, Evan Ingram did less than nothing for me, which is just incredibly annoying. Yeah, it's 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 tough. That said, that said, that yeah. said, my bench was completely useless except for Tevin Coleman, who I obviously should have uh, had in there as my flex. And um, 
everyone else got zero. Uh, my, my other my other quarterback was Matt Stafford, so I think that goes without saying that it wasn't a really good. Why he was doing well is like well yeah, started. good thing he's on the bench. Yes. Yes. Uh, I don't get you don't get points for the bench, right? That can't possibly be a serious question. Yeah, exactly. I don't think so. So, um, what's <laughs> who is in first place quickly, and how did you do? I did great. They they projected me to lose, but they don't understand God's plan. Right. You know what I mean? Like they just like it's just yeah. like you gotta understand. Anyways, drunken, uh, drunk. It's drunken, but it's got the threes. Drunken monkeys is in first place, followed by Philly Special. Then third place, your boy God's plan. I'm here. Uh, Blazers in fourth place. The Unstoppable Force in fifth. Wince of a lifetime in sixth place. You're in ninth place. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not not great. Six. Uh. Yeah. I, I just want I want to skip to you. Person that was facing me was supposed to win. Adam, A.K.A. Chronic Mass Deflator, is in thought, last place. Yeah. yeah so the, my issue is that I the, the 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 there's a lot more points to get. Yeah. Than I yeah. need to get. Yeah. So anyway, uh, next week will be better. I will be winning. And her um, cousins did well for me. Uh, very very well. Whatever. Ezekiel Elliott did very very. I well gotta for do me. something. I gotta do something Michael with Clap the quarterback tree. situation. It's not good. It's not good. But I did I I did win that trade though. I'm on that trip. Yes, yes. Also, yes. Uh, we are still doing fan hot take aritas. Yes. Uh, so make sure you send in whatever it is you feel, whatever's on your on your sports heart. Give me the takes. Um, email it to maybe I'm crazy pod mm-hmm. at Fox. That's Stop. incorrect. Erase that. MIC podcast at Fox. I know what the email is. <laughs> MIC podcast at Fox.com. Yes. Eliminate what I said before that. And you can also send it in on DM yes. to at Maybe I'm Crazy Pod yes. on Instagram. So if you don't have Instagram, you can just email it to us. Um, keep it uh, you know, 60 seconds to 30 yeah. seconds, yeah. you know, because we're going to pop it on uh, the internet. And don't get angry if people disagree with you because that's kind of how this works. Yes. Um, so we want to hear from you. Send in your hot takes. MIC Podcast at Fox.com and Maybe I'm Crazy Pod on Instagram. Um, thanks so much to uh, Nate Boyer for joining us this week. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us uh, wherever you're watching or listening. Make sure you go subscribe to the new YouTube page. Yes, please. Maybe please, I'm Crazy please. Podcast YouTube page. Please, Share please, with your friends. Leave please. comments. Um, and follow us on all our social media pages mm-hmm. at Maybe I'm Crazy Pod. And we'll catch you next week. Bye. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm not. Oh.